From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Emotionally painful, physically painful. Otherwise, uh, not, not a bad weekend, not a bad weekend at all. Hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much. It is me, it's Mike, this is Mike Davidson Lives. Thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, thank you for hanging out for the next half hour or so. Glad you could do so. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, um, it's it, it decent-ish weekend, uh, because this Tuesday, my wife and I celebrate eight years of marriage, wedding anniversary, very excited about that, very cool. We've uh, already kind of sort of celebrated already. We went out to dinner Saturday night, uh, you know, get away from the kids, sports bar, chicken, beer, well, beer for me anyway. Uh, enjoyed ourselves, enjoyed the quiet. Yeah, a sports bar is much more quiet than having three kids around you. Imagine that. Uh, and then today, uh, my wife got home from work, and I got her gifts. I got her a couple of uh, coffee canisters. She likes to roast her own coffee. And a jewelry box for her rings and her pendant because, well, uh, she's got like a spare mouth guard case um, that she puts her rings in. I was just like, okay, we, we got we got to upgrade here. She, she, she loved it. So I think I did okay. Um, she's asking me if there's anything I want for my anniversary. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty content as is most, mostly content. I said, you know, physically and emotionally, uh, dispirited, uh, mostly because the Colts got hosed by two bad calls at the end of the game with the Browns. Um, and, and by the way, like, Gardner Minshew for the Colts had four turnovers. So, I mean, that stuff, if if they had cut those turnovers by half, if, you know, they only gave, uh, gave the ball away once, uh, maybe just maybe the Colts would have won by 10, but it was a close game, and then there was a really stupid, uh, oh, God, uh, illegal contact call and then a pass interference call uh, with a ball thrown 10 yards above, 10 feet above the uh, receiver's head. And they did everything they could to keep the Browns alive and active. And it's just, uh, the refs in this game just absolutely sucked. I'm not saying uh, that uh, there was a conspiracy to keep the Cleveland Browns in Super Bowl contention. Because just saying that sentence out loud sounds silly. I just think the refs made two bad calls. And as much as it pisses me off, I also know that the Colts had played better throughout the game. You wouldn't have to worry about the refs uh, determining things. That's it. You know, if you, if you uh, doing, if you do more than enough to affect any outcome or any uh, control from somebody else, uh, you'll, you'll win, but they didn't. And it just, it was, it was really disheartening because for a moment, I thought they won the game last minute, but then those two calls at the end, GM Chrysler. And then physically I'm in pain because um, my wife, uh, she made a, a, a buffalo chicken dip last night, and it's good. Not too spicy. Has enough flavor. It's good. The problem is, it's so subtle that it doesn't affect my insides. It tastes good. Um, and I had, like, maybe a couple of sandwiches with it spread out on there today. Um, and it's not smoke coming out of my ears, if you read me, it's just, uh, yeah, gonna, gonna be a little painful getting up in from sitting among other things. Uh, it, was, it was so damn addictive and I just couldn't help myself. I keep forgetting. Oh, I'm 43. I can't eat like I did when I was a teenager. Um, 
Still better than eating Taco Bell. Uh, I, I, I do, if I haven't already, this will be linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Story out of a town I lived in for about 10 years of my life, Kokomo, Indiana, when I was doing small town radio. And, you know, I still miss that place. There's some good people that live down there, some great friends I've made there. Um, it's, 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 it's a place that I kind of hold in a little more esteem than I do growing up on the east side of Indy. Uh, mostly because I chose to live in Kokomo for that time being. Um, but, uh, yeah, Taco Bell down there, uh, a manager got fired uh, because she was caught in a viral video getting a haircut from another manager at the store, not too far from where the food was being prepped. The employee that took the video got in trouble initially she got fired. This happened like Thursday, and then Friday, this health inspector, uh, the health inspector in Howard County, where uh, Kokomo is located, came up, and uh, yeah, a bit of a ruckus was kicked up. So the manager got fired. But I mean, if if diarrhea doesn't dissuade a bunch of stoners from stopping by Taco Bell late night, uh, what are a few hairs really? And I and I don't mean to sound callous about it, but it's it's Taco Bell, um, and I'm not encouraging managers at Taco Bell to be more corrupt with power and to get haircuts and manicures and whatever. I'm just, it's Taco Bell. Uh, may the life you save be your own when you uh, order a meal there. Again, Mike Davidson Facebook page. Uh, did link this up to on a more serious note, uh, the Delphi murders. Uh, and uh, th that case actually up here in Fort Wayne to uh, kind of avoid... Uh, media bias, juror bias, whatever. Uh, they had uh, the initial hearing Thursday, I believe, and the defense lawyers stepped down. They, the defense lawyers stepped down because um, somehow gruesome crime scene photos of the murders were circulated online, social media for a time being, and the evidence... Somehow, the lawyers, the defense lawyers had it, right? But somebody associated with them circulated it. And it's not somebody uh, associated with their law firm, with their group. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, if it's not somebody that's associated with who you guys work with, how the hell do they get that? I mean, that just sounds very incompetent to me, but uh, they're off the case. Uh, of course, there's also some uh, hemming and hawing about the prosecution not having a strong case and uh, whether or not the uh, the uh, warrant to get evidence is kosher or not. It, it's just a big mess. And, of course, the defense lawyers that are on the outside, they're the same guys that came up with this uh, weird Aryan Wiccan cult that works in prisons here in Indiana and setting up the uh, the suspect in question. It's just... it's. It's sad to see that this thing has become the what what it is when there are two dead girls and there's just no closure um, for their murders. I'm not sure how this case is going to shape out, uh, shake out, but it's just it's just bizarre, very bizarre, and uh, there's still much more to go with this thing. Uh, but uh, I'm kind of bird dog in that. Uh, this took a, a very serious story. But it's also an eye-rolling story because it's not very surprising. Uh, Mike Davidson Facebook page two. Um, a California, a convicted pedophile in California, has set up a homeless camp in front of a school uh, 
promising free meth, free fentanyl, free everything. Um, and I, I, I kind of posted the smart-ass status. Yeah, just uh, guess what city this was in. You'll never guess. Or, no, no, what I said was, you already know the name of the city before clicking on the story. And a good friend of mine, Johnny Utah, pretty much confirmed that. But San Francisco, I mean, that's that. how sad is that? Uh, that they've become so so used to it all you know just the the homeless all over the place that they just shrug their shoulders about they're apathetic to it and it's to the point where okay yeah there's a guy who is a criminal and dangerous to kids and dangerous to anybody who is an addict just doing this and then finally attracts attention uh but i'm sure there's more uh people like him that are getting cover um Another sad story there. Okay, so the big story the last couple of weeks is that just kind of the fallout of what happened in southern Israel. Uh, it was two Saturdays ago where uh, Hamas uh, snuck in. Some guys from Hamas from uh, Palestine snuck in. And I think to this point, 1,400 dead. 1,400 Israelis, men, women, children, the elderly, uh, decapitations, crushed pelvises, body set on fire. Uh, one um, authority type from Israel said that there are uh, several bodies so horribly disfigured from what was done to them by Hamas that they can never be identified or properly identified. It just, it, and of course, the outpouring for a free Palestinian state since then has just really dumbfounded me. Um, in Israel, Israel has to do what it has to do to survive. And Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS, whoever the hell, uh, these groups don't like Israel. They don't like its existence. They don't like Jews. They don't like Christians. They don't like moderate Muslims. They don't like gays. They don't like liberals. They don't like conservatives. They don't like anybody... Who isn't them? Okay, so to see people piping up for a free Palestinian state after this, after so soon after what happened to Israel, and talking about how a Nazi like Israel is, is is just astounding to me. Just you know, just looking at some of these stories here. Uh, for instance, they had a big rally in London, I think, this weekend. Uh, a, a pro-Palestinian rally. There was a, a fellow sympathizer with them who happened to be LGBCDEFG, had the rainbow flag out, and was accosted by these pro-Palestinian protesters, you know, because it's a big no-no in their world to be gay. Uh, but this protester is like, no, oh, they'll, they'll like me. I'll just go ahead and protest along with them. And uh, no, no, they don't like you. Sorry, guy or gal. Uh, unfortunately, in Detroit, uh, the president of a synagogue morgue was uh, knifed to death just outside of her home. Detroit Free Press says found dead. Well, th there's more to it than found dead if you're stabbed to death. And uh, the police are already saying, hey, we don't think it's anti-Semitic. Are you sure about that? They don't even have a suspect in question about this it's just they're already kind of covering their backside on this 
The Onion has been decidedly pro-Palestinian. They they basically said that in one false story that uh, Israel is horny for war on social media. And I keep in mind this is a satire site, but I just I read the headline and I I felt so cold looking at it. Dean didn't even laugh at it. Couldn't. I just I, I beside myself. Uh, then you have like this right-leaning MMA fighter, Jake Shields, um, who's posting all these Jew conspiracies and talks about how the, uh, posted this being about how the United States has lost land since 1948. And it just shows the United States draped with an American flag and each year uh, the Star of David grows bigger on it, the Israeli flag. And yeah, you can only imagine the type of dipshits that follow a brain-dead MMA fighter uh, who shrugs at the death of 1400. And then if that wasn't enough, I don't know if you would consider this lighthearted or not. Um, it's it's the least of these heavy stories I've been reading here. Uh, Michigan and Michigan State up in uh, East Lansing, Saturday night. And by the way, the Wolverines blew the Spartans off the field, but like about an hour, hour and a half before the game, they, you know, they have on the Jumbotron to, to kill time, uh, trivia questions. Some odd reason, one trivia question involved one Adolf Hitler, and there's just this big picture, this big visage, black and white, of uh, Adolf Hitler smiling. That went viral. Uh, and uh, the person, there's, there's two conflicting stories here. One, uh, Michigan State saying, yeah, we uh, there's a third party that did this. We're no longer using their services. And another one saying, okay, yeah, we found the person. We're suspending them with pay. But, okay, when when in a football game do you break out the Hitler trivia? Seriously. I mean, you just stick with the stuff that involves answer Jim Brown. Nobody hates Jim Brown. God rest his soul. I'm Dick Buckus. God rest his soul. Adolf Hitler, to hell with him. Uh, he never played football, and he's kind of kind of an evil guy. And um, look, I know that he's become a little popular on some college campuses here in the last two weeks, but to the mainstream football crowd, no. What the hell? Um, but that that's kind of a snapshot of the world we live in today. And it kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, again, it's in after 9/11, after the um, terrorist attacks, at least for a little bit, America felt united. Like we're like, okay, the guys that did this, pure effing evil. Now you know you have something like this happen to another country, Israel, and you get these freaks from all over that come out with the Jew hate. And it just astounds me. I'm not even Jewish. And it just baffles me. It's scary out there. Um, and, and some of these idiots, they're um, moving. Moving this information. You know, it's, it's, not li- it's not like uh, the toothless bastard that hangs out in the trailer park. With uh, the Confederate and swastika flags and all that stuff. Uh, the, the college kids are doing this uh characters from both left the right left and the right are doing this it's just scary like dave Chappelle, um guy that i normally like uh thursday night attacked both 
Hamas for a little bit and then Israel for uh, Israel's treatment of the Palestinians. And there were people that walked out. And Dave's a guy that I respect uh, on several instances, uh, several issues. I mean, he's outspoken against cancel culture. And he's outspoken against, or, or, for, for the First Amendment. He thinks somebody should speak their minds. But, you know, the, the attack on Israel, like, it really upset some people. People walked out. And, uh, you know, the attack he had on Israel, people walked out. And uh, I, I don't think I could stomach sitting through that. Seriously. Don't think I could. Uh, but in the coming days, there's going to be more division. John Stewart, by the way, a uh, friend of Dave Chappelle's, and actually signed some letter about how there should be a ceasefire. Um, <laughs> yeah, he had a show on uh, Apple TV, The Problem with John Stewart, uh, two seasons, I think like each season, eight or ten episodes. There will not be a third season. They've terminated his contract because they were butting heads on several things, several uh, topics. Um, but one involving AI, artificial intelligence, which is uh, not a big uh, popular thing among Hollywood types. And uh, China, which is kind of a popular thing among Hollywood types. But uh, Jon Stewart, I think, was going to go after both concepts uh, aggressively, and Apple said no. And, yeah, they decided to part ways. But this is kind of a hard lesson for John to learn, if he hasn't already. And, and anybody looking at apple right now who by the way rumored having to have designs on disney like they want to buy out disney um apple is a computer company so of course they're going to be pro ai and a good chunk of their business comes from china so of course they don't want to say anything bad about china and this uh too should be a lesson to anybody who's a consumer of media if if you criticize if you criticize somebody who has severe human rights violations and uh, legit threat to the world and democracy and everything, you're going to run into that roadblock. There's yeah, Tim Cook's only going to give you so much leeway. John, I, I don't know if you learned anything from it or not, but uh, whatever. Uh, Emily Blunt regrets calling a fattress, a fattress, a waitress fat, fattress. Rhymes with mattress. Fat waitress. She, uh, she was telling a story on some talk show, I think in England, oh, over a decade ago. And she talked about how she had an enormous server. And now that ser uh, story's gone viral. And of course, uh, she has to go out and apologize for it, going, oh, that's not who I am. Oh, God. Yeah, you, know, you can regret things that make you break out in a cold sweat, sure. But I mean, I, I, here's my thing. If I would be concerned if this uh, this waiter or waitress ate any of my food, then if if that happened, I would lay into the weight jokes. I don't know. This, she didn't name this person by name. It's not like she knew this person. This isn't like high school. She singled them out by name or her by name, and said, "Oh yeah, you know Beth Sue Jones, total fat ass. You know she she ate my breadsticks." It's it's not like that. Um. If anything, I mean, does does the waiter or waitress even know who Emily Blunt is? Because that's a that's a possibility. I, I don't know, but of course, again, when something is presented on social media, you have to jump out and go, "Oh, oh my God, I, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. I'm worse than Hitler." Oh, God. Well, 
No one's worse than Hitler. Maybe Stalin. Uh, Millie Brown, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, from Stranger Things, uh, and who knows when the strike uh, ends. By the way, I got some strike information here. Um, it, it makes it toward the end of the podcast because it's just become an everyday occurrence that are, they're still on strike. Uh, but she has been named by Glamour Magazine as Woman of the Year. Uh, so congratulations, uh, Glamour Magazine, for actually finding a woman to be uh, Woman of the Year. But uh, of course, when you're Woman of the Year or Man of the Year or whatever, they do a big piece about you, and of course, they they want to get your two cents about things. And um, she she told the magazine she knew she was a feminist when she visited a psychic, and the psychic said, "Yes, my child, you are a feminist." And you know, there's some people making fun out of her for this on social media, and I kind of want to tease her a little bit. But uh, credit where credit is due to Millie Bobby Brown, I mean, she probably only gave this uh, the psychic like twenty, forty dollars or whatever to be told she's a feminist. You, you you imagine how many college students have plopped down tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, just to become a feminist. And, you know, they're working at uh, Barnes & Noble because of this. You know, at least, you know, Billy, she she, she took the economical route uh, uh, when it came to becoming a feminist. It may be a little weird because she went to a psychic. But, damn, I would say that uh, that's uh, money well saved. Congratulations, Billy. And maybe one day you'll get around to Season 5 of Stranger Things. We shall see. Uh, by the way, uh, over 100 days, I think Saturday... Uh, just this past Saturday marked the 100th day of the Screen Actors Guild still being on strike. Writers are writing, but they just have nobody to say the lines they're writing. And just to give you how, uh, uh, give you a, a, a big uh, overall picture of how this is going. Actors have kind of revolted against SAG uh, over its Halloween rules. It's Halloween rules uh, because they're saying, okay, yes, you can go dressed as a vampire or you can go dressed as, um, you know, an astronaut. But if if you go dressed as Dracula like Bella Lugosi or you get dressed as like somebody from Star Wars or Star Trek, uh, you're essentially a scab because you're promoting struck work. Anything that is a property of a movie studio. So Spider-Man's out. Uh, RoboCop's out, all this stuff. And, of course, all these actors and actresses. Some of them actually have kids. Ryan Reynolds and uh, a few others kind of poked fun at it. And it became kind of a fracas online. And so they said, okay, if your kids dress up as Spider-Man, it's not a big deal. But you guys shouldn't. And I'm thinking to myself, who gives a damn who's dressing up as what Halloween? Okay. Because this almost implies that if... Um, a fan of a movie or a fan of a TV show uh, dresses up that they too are scabs. I mean, granted, they're not getting paid, but I mean, if you went out um, dressed as Spider-Man or Harley Quinn or Barbie or whatever this Halloween, you're not supporting the actors or actresses. That's the vibe I'm getting from this. And you're, the kids of these actors and actresses, hell, even if the actors and actresses wore this stuff, it doesn't change the fact that they're still not getting paid. And it doesn't change the fact that we're still watching these movies and these TV shows uh, on DVD and streaming. The work is out there. It's uh, you, 
the, the problem is cr finding future work that pays well for these people, and they're bitching about Halloween costumes. Yeah, that was worth uh, voting uh, Fran Drescher back as president of the SAG. Um, so they're arguing about Halloween costumes. Meanwhile, no deal is done. No deal is done. We'll see if uh, something happens before Thanksgiving at this point. Holy crap. Uh, by the way, um, what is it? It's a couple of other Halloween stories here. Uh, th this from Czechoslovakia, and this one's got me rolling my eyes. This priest, very devout, almost to the point of being an a-hole. But, you know, not, not like, uh, okay, we're going to do Spanish Inquisition again. It's just... I want to make kids cry. Uh, just a serious problem with Halloween. You know, demonic, blah, blah, blah. You know, basically, if you're super religious, you're going to have a problem with Halloween. Uh, because these uh, displays were too close to, um, uh, to some sacred monuments, he decided to destroy these displays. Well, they were jack-o'-lanterns. Doesn't say uh, how close to the displays they were, but they were jack o' lanterns carved by kids. And the mayor of the town uh, admonished this guy. And it only ca uh, recently apologized in the letter saying, I had no idea that this was a big community event. It's like this dude lived in a monastery for like the. for, for pretty much all of his life or something. I don't know. How do you not know Halloween is a community event? I mean, literally, that's what Halloween is. If you're an adult, you get wasted at somebody's house dressed up as a cowboy. If you're a kid, you go around uh, trick-or-treating uh, for several hours a night. And I, I know things are a little different in Europe, but, I mean, God, you have to have some inkling of what this holiday is. It is literally the most community-oriented holiday there is. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, you spend with family. Halloween, you're, like, out and about with everybody. It's... It's more sociable than New Year's Eve, when you think about it. And it serves more of a practical purpose. Okay, um, so in Australia, they have a problem with some Halloween decorations. Uh, now, you got to keep in mind that uh, down in the Southern Hemisphere, it's spring. It's, it's kind of weird to think of Halloween as being a spring holiday, because it, it's an easier sell up here in the Northern Hemisphere with Everything kind of dying, decaying, going to sleep, whereas, okay, everything's blooming. Uh, but because of animal life becoming more active again, after, I, I, does it get cold in Australia? I don't know. I'm not a very well-traveled guy. Um, but uh, the environmentalists down there are warning against things like um, fake spider webs because... Uh, they could blow away, animals could choke on them, baby birds can get caught in, in them, and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, it's Australia. I mean, if, if it's not poisonous, uh, if it doesn't eat you, it will kick the living shit out of you. I mean, that's basically all wildlife in Australia. Uh, hell, kangaroos, if they wanted to, they could carjack you. Have you ever seen a kangaroo, a picture of a kangaroo up close? Like... It looks like I, uh, you know, it's got 50 cents physique from his uh, earlier rap days, only with smaller arms. Uh, but yeah, those things beat the crap out of you, and they're they're worried about baby birds and these fake spider webs. Hell, I'd be more worried about real spider webs down in Australia because I mean, for love of God, every like I said, everything will either, you know, eat you poison you or kick the crap out of you and i'm sure spiders down there could easily 
easily do all three. By the way, if you thought you had a bad weekend uh, in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Zoo, which is actually pretty, it's been a while since I've been to the Cincinnati Zoo, but it, it, it's world-renowned. It's a great zoo. Uh, an employee this past Thursday was bitten by a rattlesnake and had to be rushed to a hospital. Stable condition. But if you're going to get bitten uh, by a rattlesnake, Cincinnati's the town to go to because that's a huge, huge medical town. Just huge. Um, but, you know, the, it was a partial bite, so there was no need for antivenom. Stable condition, the employee's going to be all right. But that's got to be scary. That's got to... Uh, that's got to make you question a few things. Like, do you go back to work after you damn near die or, you know, have a brush with death like that? I mean, I, I'll be honest. Like, like when um, here in the Fort Wayne Zoo, there's a big anaconda in one of the, the displays. Huge. It's got to be at least 15 feet. My, my daughters loved looking at that thing, but it's behind glass. Uh, you could probably handle that without it killing you. I mean, it would contract around you, but like a rattlesnake, is it worth having a rattlesnake in um, in a facility like that just for people to gawk at? Yeah, you got to make sure the rattlesnake's okay. Oh, it bit me. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if if that happened once and you survive, you know, don't roll the dice. Uh, just ask to be transferred or, you know, start hitting up LinkedIn. Okay, uh, finally, out of England. Uh, police were called about a corpse, possible corpse on the side of the road. It was mangled, it was dirty, it was in the bushes, hands were sticking out. Cops went to look at it and it turned out to be a blow-up doll. Just laying off the side of a path, lonely, discarded, because one person just couldn't wait to get home. Yeah, I... Walking up on a, a discarded blow-up doll would be creepy, but if the blow-up doll wasn't by itself, that would be creepy. If that all said and done, I'm done. Until next time, stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.